This is Ursula Hogan welcoming you to News Extra on Scarif Bay Community Radio where we feature interviews which go into detail on some of the local events in East Clare this week. A group of elite GAA sports people visited Kenya recently to help promote and raise funds for a massive tree planting programme in that country. The programme is organised by Warriors for Humanity in association with Self Help Africa. One of the participants was Claire Camogie star Emer Kelly from Trua Clonlara. Jim Collins chatted with Emer for Scarif Bay Community Radio. Now today we are talking to someone that uh, Leo Doyle maybe uh, is talking to more than the rest of us here at Scarif Bay Community Radio. Uh, she plays for True Clonlara and for Claire, uh, and it's Emer Kelly. Emer, you're very welcome to Scarif Bay Community Radio. Hey Jim, thanks very much for having me. I'm delighted to be able to get onto the show at Christmas time. Yes, and usually now Leo might be talking to you after a match or before a match or doing a preview or something. But today we're talking about something completely different. Um, you have you've just come back a few weeks ago uh, from Kenya, uh, where you were involved in a project over there. Will you tell us about it, Emer, please? Yeah. So. Um Basically, what it, it's called was Plant the Planet Games, and it was with Warriors for Humanity, which is um, an organization set up by Alan Kearns, who was a dual player of Galway um, a number of years ago. So the Gaelic Players Association um, was in partnership with Self-Help Africa and brighter communities worldwide. And collectively in Ireland, um, 50 other inter-county players from hurling, football, um, ladies football travelled to Kenya with the aim of raising enough funds to plant a million trees over there. Um, so we each were tasked with fundraising 10,000 euro each um, that would all go towards planting of the trees. So when we went then to Kenya, um, we traveled between the Monday and the Friday to different brighter communities projects so we met local farmers local schools local families and they basically gave us an overview of where the money would go to what types of trees we planted um for example like there could be a certain number of trees planted that would be shelter trees that would restore some of the soil um so that they can plant other things in the ground or they could be planting trees um that would provide them with food for their family and the schools or else um, food that they can sell, so as an actual asset to the family. Yes. Um, and what, so kind of a, what, through, what kind of a place, you know, are we talking about, Emer? Is it, is it fairly barren? Is it devoid of trees at the moment? Yeah, like it, it really varies. So uh, Nairobi, where we flew into, which is the capital city, was, you know, the most modern place um, we were. And then we travelled to Kerengesh, Baringo, um, and up towards E10, and I think barren is probably the most accurate word to describe it. It, you know, for most parts was just severely dry, and the drought is massively has affected them, particularly in Baringo, where they hadn't had rain for 18 months, um, and they actually are, are unable to plant anything at the minute because even the soil down down below and um, isn't there to actually nourish anything that goes into the ground. So um, real, just dry, you know, dusty um, kind of land 
for the most part. And then there was some other parts that were, you know, almost similar to Ireland and you could have a lot of green to your left and then to your right, it would just be kind of wasting away and, and turning turning brown. And what that's due to is they have fundraised, you know, money and pumped money into restoring some of the forestry there, but they don't have enough to keep what it was. So you can see that the differences in kind of black and white in front of you, which is quite frightening. But yes. um, yeah, for the most part, you know, very, very poor and, and barren. And, and during your week there, did you have a chance uh, to meet a lot of local people? How were you received out there? Yeah, it was incredible. Um, I suppose I really hadn't a clue what to expect. It was my first time going to Africa um, and Kenya, but the, the welcome we got was just incredible. Um, we had, you know, when you, when you arrived, it was there was maybe 20 or 30 Kenyans, either children or a mix of adults as well, and they'd, they'd greet you with a song and a dance, and you'd join in with that culture and that welcome, and you'd, you'd nearly dance to where you're going whether it be a farm or a school or, or whatever it was, it was bizarre. But um, I think they were, they really were shocked on us to see, you know, so many of the, of the same ethnicity arriving, you know, in truckloads um, at the same time. Like they were fascinated with all of us, um, but just the most friendly, warm, content, happy people with, you know, with not a lot um, surrounding them. So, you know, a very humbling experience yes. without a doubt, but... And Probably the highlight of the trip was the Kenyans. Yes. And come here, in relation to the trees then, will it be an ongoing project of planting trees over a period of time or is it hoped to plant a lot of them up front? Yeah, it's kind of over the, the next year really. Um, in 2023, there's say an allocation of how many trees is going to what part um, you know, of Kenya. And you can follow that on the Brighter Communities Worldwide um, website and their projects. Um, they can, you know, they update, they'll update us throughout the year of what's happening, when have they been planted. And what's kind of nice about it is there's a tracker, you know, even in the years to come um, where you can see, you know, maybe the land from now and then hopefully see that the impact that it has in the community. So they have all that set up, which is, which is, you know, rewarding because I don't think we probably realise the impact of those trees and I certainly didn't until I got there. So I'm really looking forward to be, to being updated on that and, and, you know, hopefully seeing the impact that it does make on their lives. I know. And as you said, it was Alan Kearns, a former dual player with Galway, uh, who set this mm -hmm. up. And I suppose the emphasis was on those of you who went out to bring as many sporting people and, and sport people as possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, and I think, you know, the, the idea overall is probably mutually beneficial of maybe using the, the kind of profile of inter-county players in, in Ireland for a greater cause and a greater good. And I think, you know, I think that was probably the biggest thing we took from it is just the, the bigger picture of sport and how it unites people over there and just seeing, firstly, unbelievable athletes, like, dedicated, you know, consistency, just incredible um but being able to relate to you know a cult our community and a culture so different to us here but have such so many things in common i just found fascinating um but yeah so yeah. that was kind of the main idea and i suppose the kenyans kind of the, 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 the kenyans are associated particularly with athletics anyway and i suppose that you came across a lot of that in your trip 
yeah, so we, we played the hurling and the football game um, on the Sunday. So that was the that was our part kind of done. And then come the Thursday, we were up at 5 a.m. running with another 50 Kenyans, including a handful of um, world champions and Olympians in the mix through the sunrise um, in the in the high altitude. So, again, that was just unreal. And, and watching some of their speed training um, that they did literally just from big tires and just a rope like you know it's just incredible how resourceful they are with what they have um and also Jim I actually forgot to mention on the 15th of January there's a program on TG Cahir um who are with us out there so it might give some context to what I'm saying if, if anyone wants to tune into it out of, out of interest it's um it's on TG Cahir on the 15th at half five um as far as I know, but, you yeah. know, there'll definitely be a lot of footage on, on that side of it as well, which will be brilliant with Brother Cullum and David Radish out there. So, OK, well, we'll put it up on our different. We'll put it up on our social media site. Did you bring back any ideas for John Carmody and his uh, team uh, to put into <laughs> yeah, practice? I have a few tractor tires ordered there for the, for the January. So we're yes. going back to old school um, and the ropes out. But, no, do you know what? On a serious note, I, I found it very... Um, I think comparing GA to the to athletics over there is, I think in GA we do 100% of our training, 100% pace, 100% intensity, 100% of the time. Whereas over there, they might encourage you to come back and, you know, give 80% physically so that your mind can slow down and make decisions that bit better and, you know, you're much more in control of what you're doing. Yes. Um, a big moment. So there was definitely a lot to take from you know, from both sides. And I think they took a lot from us as well. Um, or so they told us they're probably nice. But yeah, no, it was it was really interesting. Really, really interesting. You mentioned Brother Cullum there. Uh, he's a well-known figure out there with a lot of, um, you know, successes to his, uh, in, in, in his CV. Absolutely, yeah. Um, he was over, it was 1969 um, from the top of my head, but... He went over there on a mission and he became a principal in, in the school, the all-boys school, St. Patrick's in E10. And one day was basically handed a whistle and was told to, you know, would, would he be able to coach the athletics team? That was his, his new job. And without any previous coaching um, experience or anything, he has trained them since and has, you know, I think 35 Olympians um, have gone under his under his watch and you know, still to this day, gold medals, silvers in in um, in the Olympics and in the World Championships as well with the with long distance, um, mostly or or Dave Rudish in the eight hundred. But um, yeah, so you know, there was always the Irish or gas once once they knew we were coming. I think he was a big part of um, yes the trip as well for two days. So it was it was nice. And how did they take to um, watching uh, sort of a combined hurling camogie match? Yeah, I'd say I probably didn't inspire too much football skills myself, but um, the rest of them now was, in fairness, the, the kind of calibre of players you had there, you know, I'd say they, they were they were only mad to try it. Um, but they absolutely would shock you at how quick they can pick up the skills of the game. Yes. Within half an hour of, of training with eight, nine-year-olds there just poking around, they'd be solo and hand-passing off the hurley um, or they'd be able to do the full, you know, um, Gaelic football solo with a run involved and everything. Like, it, just their ability to pick up new skills because they're constantly playing all day, every day is just phenomenal. 
Um, yes. But yeah, they loved it. They loved it. So we left hurleys and helmets and footballs and jerseys and socks, the whole shebang over there. So um, hopefully, you'll, if you're ever in Kenya, you'll probably see a few clear jerseys floating around. I know. Well, you never know. It could be the start of something out there as well. Yeah. But, uh, I think that's probably one of the one of the ideas as well is to keep that link between between that community and and Ireland, but, which is nice. I know, Imer. As to finish, um, presumably, uh, and our listeners who might wish to can still contribute to the project. Yeah. Um, so, if you put into Google, is is the easiest way. Um, Emer Kelly's I donate for Plant the Planet Games. My link will come up um, on that search. Or else my Twitter handle also is emerkelly1126. Um, and just on that, just a massive thanks to anyone who is listening that has donated. Because um, everyone in Clare so far between Partine and Truk and Clare Camogie have just been, it's been phenomenal so far. So just a sincere thank you to anyone who is there. And if anyone um, does want to donate, that's the link. And like that, if anyone wants more information, I'd only be delighted to talk about it. But um, yeah. Perfect. Well, we will, um, we'll, people, our listeners will hear it. We'll also put it up on our social media, Emer, and hopefully um, people in this part of North East Clare will, uh, will be able to help as well because it's, it certainly sounds a fantastic and well worthwhile project. Yeah, thanks very much, Jim. Um, again, hopefully not the last, not the, not the last thing I, I do something along the similar lines but um, no one I really appreciate the time um, given to this as well it, it really hand on heart is, is worthwhile for those communities well no problem and let us know any time that uh, you are going to do something like that again and we'll, uh, we'll give it any publicity that you need so Emer Kelly uh, from Truclara and uh, Claire and sure we'll see you I presume later on in the well next year in the Camogie Championship again Emer we're bound to um, run into each other yes I'm sure no <laughs> doubt at all so looking forward to seeing yourself and Leo on the sidelines hopefully uh, before the match and not after it okay <laughs> <laughs> thanks Emer and well done thanks a million Jim Chum Grainy is always a delight to drive through at Christmas time with its wonderful seasonal lights and this year is no different. Last weekend the community came out to switch on the lights and Scarif Bay Community Radio was there. Oh, 
open sleigh, dashing through the snow, in a one-horse open sleigh, o'er the fields we go, laughing all the way, ha, 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 bells and bobtails ring, making spirits rise, what it is to ride and sing a sleigh and go tonight, oh, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way, oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh,
extra on Scarf Bay Community Radio. Join us again next weekend and we will keep you updated on local events. This is Ursula Hogan for Scarf Bay Community Radio. <laughs>